They say that one of the keys to success is timing, and I think that's true. I recall many years ago, back at the dawn of the computer revolution, when computers were still steam-powered, I worked at a computer store, and we sold the world's first truly portable computer. It was called the Osborne One. And it was portable in the sense that if you took a stack of six cinder blocks and put a handle on them, you'd have portable cinder blocks. When Osborne announced their second big computer, the Osborne Executive, my manager and I flew to New York for the big product announcement. The new computer was bigger and better than its predecessor. It had better software, and it only cost $150 more, which put it well over $2,000. The problem, it turns out, was that Osborne had single-sourced one of the critical components for this new computer, and when those parts were delayed, they couldn't make any of the new systems. And with a hot new computer in the works, no one, and I mean no one, wanted to buy the older system. And so within two months, what was then the largest, most successful personal computer company in the world was out of business because their timing had been so terribly wrong. Sometimes the right timing means acting boldly before someone else does. Other times the right timing means waiting and watching until all the pieces are in place. But knowing the difference requires wisdom, and sometimes it requires trust. For several of the disciples of Jesus, fishing was their livelihood, and they knew what they were doing. And yet sometimes the nets still came up empty. That's the nature of fishing. In today's gospel story, they are on the verge of giving up. But when Jesus asked them to give it one more try, they put their boats back in the water and they drop their nets. Because the timing was right, and because Jesus was now with them, they were successful beyond their wildest dreams. They could have reacted to his request with arrogance and explained to this carpenter that they, the fishermen, knew what they were doing. They could have reacted with cynicism and explained that the fish just weren't out there today. Instead, they decided to take a chance and trust, and the fish were there. St. Peter's reaction to all of this is one of both fear and humility. He says, depart from me, Lord, because I am a sinful man. He seems to know that this huge catch isn't his own doing. And he probably also knows that when the timing is right and the trust is there and the fish come in, that there are bound to be consequences. God doesn't just pile on the fish without asking something in return, and Peter doesn't feel worthy. And he's right. Jesus does ask him something in return, and he isn't worthy. But God calls nonetheless, and he answers. From now on, it is people you will catch. Peter, like the other disciples, and like us, will have a mission to accomplish. Those first disciples probably would have liked the timing to be a little different. Maybe this big catch could have come before they spent the whole night out there fishing and spent the whole morning cleaning their nets. But God has a mission and a purpose for each of us. 
And that mission is revealed according to God's own timing. Our success in life comes from being attentive to that timing and responding with humility and an open heart when God's purpose is revealed to us. Speaking of timing, you probably noticed the CSA cards and envelopes on your chairs when you came into the chapel. This is the weekend that the bishop asks us to support the ministries of the diocese, including the vital work of Catholic charities, by giving to this annual appeal. You may be thinking, we just gave to the Encountering Christ campaign. Or maybe, wasn't the Paulist annual appeal just two weeks ago? Some of you may even be speculating, isn't there a matching gift Sunday coming up in a little more than a month? And you would all be right. The timing of these appeals is awfully close together, and you may be feeling tapped out. If you're feeling a little bit annoyed at all of these appeals, I can't blame you. Honestly, asking you for our financial support isn't my favorite thing, and I can definitely sympathize with St. Peter's skepticism at being asked to throw out the nets one more time. But this is what the diocese and the Paulist Fathers have asked us to do. So please take a few moments now to fill out those CSA cards and be as generous as your circumstances allow. As always, you can give electronically, and if you look on those cards, there's a little yellow box that says you can send a text message to a phone number with the amount you'd like to contribute. That's very handy. While you're filling out your card, I'd like to take a few moments to say thank you. Every week, I see how generous this congregation is. You give to the Catholic Center as well as to the charities that our community supports every month. Many of you give electronically and automatically, which provides us with much of the sustainable support that we need to operate. You also give generously of your time by volunteering at our liturgies, teaching religious ed to our kids, providing snacks during exam periods, helping out with our marriage preparation programs, and in so many other ways. Whenever a need arises, you show up and lend a hand or offer advice. And as your director and pastor, I'm humbled by your generosity. I never want to be one of those pastors who's always talking about money. I would much prefer to trust in God's providence and in your enthusiasm for our mission. But sometimes I have to ask, and I've asked a lot lately. Even as we've been soliciting your help with these various appeals, I've been working with our staff to build our support from parents, alumni, and charitable foundations, and we are making progress.